Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Decision Hour. I am your host, Adam Bird, and it's great to be back behind the mic, and I got another great interview lined up for you today. Let me tell you a little bit about this gal here. I met her uh, what seems like ages ago now, um, and, and we kept seeing each other at veteran events, Like, and it was like, Different events literally across the country. We would see each other at different events. One was like Texas, then it was Florida, then it was D.C., and it was just like all over the place. And I absolutely love this gal. And she has got such an amazing story, and we're going to get to learn a lot about her today. She's a veteran. She's a mother. She's a business owner. She's a badass motivator. But more importantly, she's a dear, dear friend of mine, Charlinda Scala. Charlinda, how are you? Hey, hon. I'm good. I'm doing great. Ed. I love, uh, first off, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, come on and, and, and chat with me today. Well, I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I, I think this this catch up is overdue it's- and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to have it. I need it yes. in my life. Yes. Let's why don't we let uh, let's just dive right into this. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, well, I'm I'm a country girl. I'm from Tennessee, Cookville, or as the natives call it, Cookville. And uh, I I grew up, you know, the regular, not little house on the prairie country, but I mean, pretty close to it. Right. I was raised by a Vietnam veteran and his wife, my grandparents, my mom. So we all lived together growing up. So that was, you know, a preview of my my upbringing, yeah. having that generation plus my mom raise me. Um, I grew up, went to Clemson University, studied business management, aerospace science, go Tigers. Yes. And uh, I was in ROTC, so that was the start of my Air Force journey, okay. was I went into the ROTC program, and then I went into the military about 2004 and served for 10 years. Nice. So I was active duty for 10 years, and then 2015, a little bit before then, I learned I'd inherited a recipe from my grandfather that he made in 1956, and I turned it into an entire company that's been uh, in about seven years now, we've been operating Mutt Sauce. Mutt Sauce. Mutt Sauce. I, so now we're, about, I think, seven or eight years old. Nice. And th- those of you that are listening to this right now, means you're already online. So just go ahead, open another browser. <laughs> and I want you to go to muttsauce.com. M-U-T-T-S-S-A-U-C-E.com. Let's, let's dive into this. Uh, here, because I I remember meeting you for the very first time, and you had a table, uh, and I believe it was down down in Dallas, Texas. You had a table out, and there was this this this. I was like, well, what is, what is this mutt sauce? What is this? And you want to talk this this I like your taste buds explode with this, and it was like one of those where it was just like this is literally the type of sauce where you can put it on anything and it's good. Like, so you said that your, your grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. Your grandfather came up with, with this, this sauce. And, and I believe you just said 1950s in the fifties. And yep. you inherited the recipe several decades later. 
and then you decide, hey, I'm going to turn a business. I want to I hit that point right there. What got you thinking about, hey, I can turn this into a business? Where did that decision come from, and, and how did that transpire? Well, it wasn't my brain, <laughs> I'll tell you. It was actually what I was thinking of when uh, my mother told me that he had something for me, and it was at this juncture where I was – on active duty. So he had already passed. This is eight years after he'd already passed away. Oh, wow. And I was at a Robbins Air Force. No, I was at Wright Patterson Air Force Base here in Ohio. And I was eating something and it sucked. I saw I was like, there's something <laughs> missing in this meal. And when you eat something all the time in your family, it could be, I don't know, it could be anything. Right. But if you're used to it, um, you, you know, you noticed that. So I told her, I said, I was eating this thing. It sucked. And I know my granddad made this sauce and it was important to him. Why did he leave this earth and not leave behind this recipe? I mean, I just want to whip up a batch real quick. And instead of telling me an answer, she said, come see me. So I had to drive all the way to Tennessee the next time I saw her to talk to her about it in person. And that's when she handed me the recipe. And for me, that, that was a decision point. Cause it's like, what did he tell me to do? I was so used to being a reactive person right. in life. I was in so many programs. And as an adult now, I see how uh, that helped and hurt me, helped as a child because I had so much structure, hurt as an adult because there's no one to tell you what to do. Right. And I said, what instructions did he give? And I was so used to working for everything. Nothing was ever just handed to me. It was always... Oh, you want to go out and play with your friends? Here's all the chores that you have to do. Oh, you want this thing? And allowance didn't exist. Right. And it was so humbling to me that he left something so important and left no instructions and no contingencies to it. There's nothing I had to do to get it just here. Just boom. Yeah. So now I'm left with what should this become? <laughs> And I knew that it wasn't something I should stick in a recipe box and stick in a cabinet because I just think that his mind, he thought big all the time. He was such a visionary person. Uh, so I Googled free help because I needed help. I didn't know <laughs> what to do. I know it sounds I love this someday when someone's like mentors like so what do I do I said I googled free help that's that's all I know to tell you um but what came up was this organization called score yeah and score offers free mentorship free help yeah to anyone who wants to start a business although I wasn't thinking of starting a business I said well let me take a meeting with them to see if maybe they know how I could turn this into a few bottles that I can make for friends and family and they can teach me how to bottle it at home and my mentor John Suter he was about my grandfather's age if he was still alive and he said no um your grandfather your grandfather handed you something huge he said, you, you need to be thinking about Kroger. And I was like, hold up, John. <laughs> Sit down somewhere, John. <laughs> Let's talk about this. And But he, he mapped it out. I had no idea what entrepreneurship can do. Right. He said, you're a service person. 
and you want to give. I can hear that you want to give back in some kind of way to your friends and family who are still grieving the loss of your grandfather. You want to give them something tangible. He said, but you can give to more than just these few people. That's powerful. So that, that was it. And uh, I followed, again, kind of reactionary. I, I said, I need a checklist or something. He gave me a massive checklist and I hammered that sucker out and we were in production four months later. So you basically went from idea to full-blown production in four months. Yeah. That's, gee, well, good Lord. Wow. Take direction very well. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he had this mantra because I asked him, I was like, well, how, how long does this take? And he said, we move at the speed of determination. However determined you are is how fast this will happen. So wow. it was really up to me. And uh, I really wanted to make it happen. I really wanted to see this happen. And once you break it down into small steps, and this is why I tell startups, it can sometimes feel overwhelming to look at the entire list of how to start a company. But if you just break it down day to date, all I'm going to do is file my LLC. That's it. And then I tell them, like, once you have that, once you have the certificate, boom, you own a company. And that little bit of pride and you know confidence helps you get to the next thing and you just build on it until the hard stuff isn't hard anymore yeah that's such great advice i'm gonna write that down and listen to that again. <laughs> all the crap i got going on it's like ah, right, just yeah. bite size you know just it'll be hard list, until like, it isn't and then you go on to the next hard thing so that started so you started this and but you were you were active duty at the time Right? I was still active duty. So how did so how did that work then? You being active duty, and were you did you start the business where you were? Uh, I th think you said Ripe's Pad at the time. So was it, mm -hmm. was it was it there then in in Ohio? Is that where you started and kept it there, or was it? Mm -hmm. And it was you know that was a little bit of a tug of uh, you know the emotional decisions of this is a Tennessee man. You know, never lived in Ohio. This is if I found this company in Ohio, this is now an Ohio product. Mm -hmm. And how do I still how do I not upset the family by making this an Ohio product? And I told him, I was like, is it really about the state or is it about the story? Ooh, and yeah. how many people will we be able to reach? I have a better um, chance of being successful here in Ohio because there's all these resources, plus you're close to a military base. You have this community that understood what I was trying to do once I started talking about it. And it, I think that was the next big decision that John told me, he said, you cannot do this without the support of those close to you. And you will not realize how important that is until you get started. They need to be on your team. They, you know, the, the journey that he hears the hard parts are when there's someone who's resentful or someone that you didn't bring them into the team. And so they're on the outside with their arms folded, like, wow, okay, you just forgot about us. <laughs> so um, it was really just communication. So you don't have to do anything out, outrageous. You just have to communicate with them and tell them, what you intend to do and let them know that your intentions are pure and um, see if it works. And he said, and legal non-disclosure documents. So 
there were about 30 NDAs signed by my family. Wow. With no expiration date. And I would think that that's hard when you have a family you're trying to get the support of family when you're doing yeah. something, especially when it's that close. It's like a, you get this recipe from a family member that you inherit and then everybody else kind of like, okay, you're either on board or you're not. Either way, kind of like this is what's going down. You're either, mm-hmm. you're either with it or... Or you're not. Did you have did you have any pushback from anybody? Well, no, not really. I I was very fortunate in that aspect. But at the same time, you know, the Ferrells, that's the our family name is the Ferrells. Like the Ferrells are very close knit. And my grandfather um, led that way. I mean, he's like family is everything. And if it comes down to it, choose family. (laughs) And so we all already had that mindset of just take care of each other. But I told him I said, I'm, I'm not one that will say, trust me. And in fact, it's, it's a, a phrase that makes me not trust. <laughs> like, so I don't <laughs> say it. I'm not going to say, trust me, because I'm like, inherently, do you feel like you're not trustworthy when you say, trust me? Yeah. So I told him, I said, um, this is something that I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what will become of it but I'm going to put my entire military savings in this. I'm not gonna ask you guys for a dime. All I'm asking you for is to sign this paper so we as a family can protect what is ours. And if this ends up becoming the next Heinz or Kraft and evolves into that, you will be taken care of, don't worry. But for right now, the grind is my responsibility. The financing is my responsibility because I'm deciding to turn this into something. And I don't want you guys to have the responsibility of that because you just woke up, you know, you're going along your lives and I'm not going to disrupt the flow. I'm just telling you what I'm going to do. And um, they all whipped out their pen and signed away. Wow. That's so cool. That's But, you know, know, they understood that, like, she put her whole savings in it. They see the vision. They bought it. They, they, I don't want to say bought in, but ultimately they, they, they see your vision and what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And, and they see that ultimately you're, you're sharing your grandfather's legacy and keeping that story alive. Mm-hmm. Right. I said, nobody will be able to buy a bottle of mutt sauce without learning about our family. His, his, his life story is on every bottle. Yeah. So, you can't walk away without learning about the ferals. I gotta ask again, real quick. Those of you, if you're listening to this show, open up another browser, go to muttsauce.com and check it out. How many flavors do you have? Ooh, we have a few now. Original, so that we call that the kid-friendly version. No pepper, um, sweet and spicy, uh, gluten-free, ghost pepper. We currently still have in stock, haven't, I haven't told anybody, but it's still there. Bourbon is still in stock, made with real bourbon, not bourbon flavoring. Now that's, the, that's the newest one, right? That's the newest one. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's our line right now. Love it. Absolutely love it. And you guys, you get, like, again, when I say that your taste buds will like explode, I mean, you could put this on anything and it's good. Like noodles, rice, cereal, 
like seriously you can put it on, on <laughs> you literally can put it on anything and it it's i was very it shocked at how innovative my grandfather was with the recipe because it's sweet and tangy so you know I'll, I'll be up front with people i did not change the original recipe at all so no. i was fully prepared that whatever current landscape we were walking into there was going to be those who said change it because you know everybody's this or that but um it's vegan friendly so if you're vegan i didn't know that until we tested it and yeah it's vegan friendly it is um it has a lower sugar it's it's still sweet but it has a lower sugar content than your um highest rated barbecue sauces uh vegetarians love to put it on their salad so i didn't i wasn't prepared for that either so <laughs> i was like hey we'll just roll with it haven't tried it on cereal though yet <laughs> i've tried it on cereal we but. literally like i said put it on anything <laughs> salads wasn't expecting that one. That one caught me off yeah. guard. All right. Yeah. Oh, the bloody mutt. Try that one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now people can order this stuff right from the website, right? But you yes. also sell these in stores in certain areas. We do. Now we're in Kroger. We are actually in Kroger. <laughs> that that manifested. I'm just like, what in the world? Um, we're on the base in the commissary at Wright Patterson. Okay. We um just got picked up by a couple of online re- retailers. QVC picked us up uh, in 2020. <laughs> uh, we're on fair.com, which is a big like craft wholesaler. And then we have another big retailer that we're announcing. In, uh, and you have been kind of in the public's eye quite a bit as well with this. I remember was it a couple years ago, some of the uh, Bob Evans uh, yeah, thing on, it was 2017. Uh, we won Bob Evans Farms, the better known business of the year. It was the Heroes of CEOs contest. Yeah. They chose uh, three veteran owned businesses ar- across the country and gave them uh, funding and free mentorship. You, you never cease to amaze me with the things that you have going on. I never cease to amaze myself. <laughs> when I tell people like everything that happened after the first production, I've been walking around for seven years with my jaw to the floor. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, and I think that's why I'm, I'm genuinely joyful and, and happy about this and grateful because it was a piece of paper. That's what I think in my head. Every time something happens, like this was a piece of paper. You turned a piece of paper into a full-blown business, and it's prospering, and it's 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 only getting bigger as the years have gone on. Charlinda, you're also I'm gonna kind of change gears a little bit from the mud sauce stuff. And again, those of you that are listening, go to mudsauce.com. Order, just order today. You Believe me, you'll be happy that you did. Your taste buds will thank you. You are... You get behind a mic. You're quite a motivational speaker. You have a very... You, uh, you have a very compelling story. And, and 
uh, how do I say this? You, when you're, when you're, when you're up talking, you definitely draw a crowd. People listen. Um, you help other entrepreneurs as, you know, you mentor them with, with, with that. And there's, there's a, uh, you have a quote on your website. When you believe in something bigger than yourself, rock bottom has a trampoline. Mm-hmm. I love that. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. Um, I, I don't think that we as human beings were uh, born to fail. You have something that you were born with, a gift that you were supposed to deliver to this world. And you will fulfill it. You will. Even at rock bottom has a purpose. So the ups and downs of this journey to you executing your gift has rock bottom moments and we don't appreciate them enough. I think, especially entrepreneurs, you hear them like, oh my God, this is the worst thing that happened. I'm like, that's the best thing that ever happened to you. You know, it was the best thing. And I actually was one of those people that didn't fully appreciate rock bottom until I found myself truly at rock bottom and I'm I'm vocal about this now I'm still working through a a habit that I have of isolation so sometimes when I'm in the thick of something stressful or hard my instinct is to isolate I will disappear you will not hear from me (laughs) I am ghost on ghost on social media or I've batched my content so you're like oh she's posting all the time I have not posted I touched my computer in days And I will try to work through it. I'm trying to work through what does this rock bottom moment mean? And we talk about Bob Evans as like high point. That was so awesome. And while I was there, I was talking about how um, proud I was to be a military spouse and a military veteran doing all the things. I was doing all the things. And the very next week, the very next week, I left my marriage abruptly and I didn't really have anywhere to go. So I got this apartment that basically was my entire wage. (laughs) I didn't have any furniture or anything. I was sleeping on a cot that I stole from, I I say I stole, I did, I I stole it from the garage. And, you know, it's like one of those camping cots, the Coleman cots. And that was my bed in the middle of DC with no family nearby. And I was in that reality for four months. At the same time, publicly, I did not realize that Bob Evans was gonna be a PR storm. And I was gonna be doing interviews, multiple interviews per week um, on television and all this stuff, excuse me. So publicly, Mutt sauce was at the highest of high that we've ever been. Sharlinda was at the lowest point of her life ever. And I had to keep people excited about Mutt sauce while I dealt with who am I? What do I do with my life? What am I? How do I get through tomorrow? And it took the, the four months was a process of appreciating rock bottom because I didn't have noise and when I say noise in the in a day 
I think my mind operates as a, as a massive checklist. And the checklist was taking care of another person and all the stuff that goes along with what they need, structuring my day around all of those, those things at home. Uh, when do I travel back to Ohio? Because there was no one really running the company back in Ohio. So I would drive from Washington, D.C. to Ohio, take meetings all day, back-to-back meetings, and then drive back to uh, D.C., To fund that, I didn't want to ask anybody for money. So I took another job to uh, keep Mutt Sauce afloat. So I was working at the Pentagon, then I was working at the FAA. So I'm working a full-time job. I'm a full-time mill spouse. I'm traveling and I'm doing the entrepreneurship and I'm on TV three times uh, a week. So I was, you know, I was doing all the things and uh, it gave me an opportunity to just hit pause and say, what's important? You know, um, what, what do you, what do you want in life right now? Because self-care did not exist. I don't think I dabbled in what does Charlinda need in a decade. During all of that, everything that you went through and I, I, I don't know if you remember, but you and I actually had a conversation on one of my long drives across country around that time frame. Yeah. I remember that conversation. And one of the things that you have talked about in the past that really resonates with me, and it's it's something that, that I kind of keep in the back of my head, I hear your voice, but you, you mentioned um, at one point imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Is that something... Can you talk a little bit to the listeners about that and like how how the best how how did you deal with imposter syndrome and and how did you use that to to kind of push you forward? Yeah, at one point it was just I was trying to believe in what everybody else believed in. That was what I think the problem was is people would compliment either my leadership skills or how the business was going or how I was as a, uh, a, a spouse or, and I just didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Cause I'm like, I'm going through a divorce. I did not believe I was a good spouse because it's over. And, um, shortly after all that happened, actually in the midst of it, I made the cover of Military Spouse Magazine, which was all over the planet. And I had the conversation with the editor. I said, I don't deserve this. Again, imposter, like, I don't deserve this. She said, did you do everything that you could do? Like, as an entrepreneur, she said, as a person and an entrepreneur, I'm doing this story about how you busted your butt to keep your company going. I didn't ask you if you had dinner on the table by seven. That's not what this is about you're not being judged on stuff like that. And she was trying to change the narrative of Military Spouse Magazine because it was so, you know, domestic. Did you, you know, iron his uniform and all this stuff. And and she said, these women are running companies. Right. These, they're, you know, she wants that narrative. So she said, you need to really think about what you are doing and focus on what you are doing and uh, not, not on the negative because you 
you'll believe yourself. Whatever you feed yourself, you are also believing. Right. And that, that was the journey to fighting the imposter syndrome is stop believing the little person on my shoulder who is um, fueled on criticism and negativity. We're getting up. I was, we're, go ahead. And it was a journey. It's, it's, yeah. you know, do you, for, for people that are out there right now, like I certainly have struggled with that over the years being in this position, you know, with, with this company and, and now with, you know, last year I started, Hey, let's start a beverage company in the middle of a pandemic because that seemed like a good idea. I said no one ever. And it's like, yeah, we're going to do it anyway. And then it was like, you get, you get through it. And then there are days, I think everybody at some point goes through that where they're questioning, like I, I do, there, there's not a week that goes by where it's just like, what am I doing? Mm. Why, why am I here? And I, and I think, I think the biggest thing that people have to understand is that you have to under, you have to go back to the basis of, of what is your purpose? If you understand what your purpose is and, and you, you, you trust and believe in the process and you trust and believe in, in, in God or, or, or the universe or whatever it is that you believe in. For me, it's God. It, it, then, then there's nothing, nothing else matters then. It's just mm-hmm. noise. And right. you're going to have to get through the noise. You'll get through the noise. It, it's not supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. If you get comfortable, then it's, I, I, I've been telling people lately, I've been on this kick, this, the, the quicker you get comfortable being uncomfortable, the further you're going to go that much faster. Absolutely. Growth is not found in the comfort zone. Right. And, and, and the other part of it is, is there's nothing. I got an email from, a, from a, a, another show that's on the network. They've been with us literally since day one. And he says, it's amazing to watch how much you've grown over the last six years. And I thought it was kind of cool because I don't, I don't think of myself as anybody special or anything. It's like, I'm just your average Joe, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. But my purpose is to help people get to where they want to go. And there's days where it's just like, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not doing this. I'm, and it's always, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. The negative, mm-hmm. right? It's that negative stuff that's coming out. I am this. I am that I get to help people today. I get to do this. I get to do that. And I think a lot of it and the point that I'm trying to make here to everybody that's listening is that it really goes to your, your mindset and you have to have a positive mindset and overcome those things uh, in order to, to move forward. It's not, we're not, we're Charlene and I are, are telling you that it's, we're not telling you it's easy. We're certainly not telling you that because we've both been in a thing like this, this sucks. Like, but I think, and, 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 and correct me if I'm wrong, we've both been in, in each of our businesses for about six, six seven years, right? Mm-hmm. Would you change it if you had to change it? Not at all. Mm-mm. Right? Because yeah. we wouldn't be here if we changed Ex- something. Exactly. exactly. And I feel, I feel the same way. And that's what I absolutely love about you, your positivity and, and, and knowing your story story deeper and, and, and whatnot and what you've overcome and stuff. I appreciate you sharing that with, with everybody. But before we let you go, 
because we're coming up on time. I have another question for you that I have to ask. The show is called The Decision Hour, and we make decisions every day. And we've certainly talked about quite a few decisions already. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask you again. Name a time in your life where your feet were on the line, and you had to make that decision. What was it, and what was the atmosphere like at that time? Oh, the pandemic. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> uh you know, 2020, March 2020 was a decision point that I will never forget. Okay. I was, uh, I was heavily pregnant. So on this journey, I also decided as a single person approaching 40 that I'm going to try and have a baby on my own and um, did, did the whole, whole process and was very shocked that it worked the first time after experiencing 10 years of infertility boom you're pregnant and I (laughs) I said well you know I'm just going to keep this thing going I'm going to be the fully booked super mom I'm gonna do all the things and I was even on stage I announced my pregnancy at five months at military influencer uh did my did my speech at Military Influencer and the last slide was like, hey, and by the way, I'm pregnant. And I think, oh, it's so funny, just as an aside, I just want to send some love out to Travis McVeigh from Heroes Vodka because he's my buddy. That's my, that's my bro. Love and <laughs> he knows, he knows that I have raging in anxiety. I may look calm on the outside, but on the inside, I was freaking the heck out right before I was supposed to give that speech. And what is, and you know, he would not be a vodka company owner if he does not walk around with vodka. So <laughs> he pulls out all these mini bottles and he's like, I got you. I got you, sis. <laughs> and I was like, can't do it. Ah, I can't do it. Then he said, here's just, just one. I was like, he sounds like my dealer right now. <laughs> and so after I gave my speech, he's like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Pregnant, so surprise. So I I stayed fully booked throughout my whole pregnancy. I learned that um, the story of Mutt Sauce. I was featured in this book by Damon John called Power Shift. So he was going to have this whole 2020 plan and the book tour and all this stuff. And I said, well, if I can make it, I, I, will, I will try. You know, I, I told him like, I'll do whatever you need me to do. Whatever the plans in 2020 are, I was so ready to have my baby slung over my shoulder and go do it. I had entire 2020 booked for festivals and events for Mutt Sauce. And I went into labor the the week that they announced the pandemic. We didn't know the pandemic was on its way or right. was already here. And um, I had him on the 7th of March, maybe the 7th of March. And I opened up my phone a few days after he was, you know, I wasn't really looking at anything. They all walked into the room and said, there's a thing called coronavirus. You need to get home like now. And so I turned on my phone to see like, what is going on out in the outside world? Yeah. Every single event, everything was canceled. I had zero, zero projected revenue for 2020 um nothing and i wasn't really you know mudsauce.com was only selling like five or six bottles here or there i wasn't really doing e-commerce like that 
And all my mentors like, you need to switch to e-commerce. You need to have an e-commerce strategy. I was like, who buys sauce online? Like, that's so stupid. (laughs) Nobody's Nobody's gonna do that. They're not gonna do it. And you know who told me to do that? Gary Vaynerchuk told me to focus on e-commerce and I ignored him (laughs) and I regret that. I do. That is a big regret because he was right. And um, so I rebuilt Mutt Sauce as an e-commerce business at the beginning of a pandemic with a newborn. Wow. And the decision to either shut things down or to flip my entire business model. I mean, that was hard. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there trying to figure out what to do in the midst of the pandemic with my parents. My parents moved in with me. Yeah. My mom, I said, everybody, we're, we're going to make a few quick decisions here. Dad, quit your job. He quit his job, came home. He said, they don't even think that coronavirus is real. I'm not going to, you know, take out this, this baby from working on the line at the auto dealer. Like he, he came home. He said, I don't have a job. <laughs> Mom, she's like, I'm retiring. So I was like, I have a newborn and two parents and what, what money. And now I take care of the entire house with just my income. And you're doing a fantastic job doing it. It's, you know, I've been reading this book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it is, is really just changed i used to be a big goal setter and i used to wonder like why am i not setting why am i not meeting the goals even i write them down i look at them you know and it's because there's little things that you're doing every day that are leading up to whether or not you achieve it or you don't and he uses this example of exercise he's like if you want to lose 30 pounds and you go to the gym tomorrow and you work out for an hour you're not going to lose 30 pounds but if you go every day, those incremental workouts lead to you eventually getting to your goal. He said, so you you have to look at what are you doing every day? Is what you're doing every day setting you up to whatever vision you have in your head? And my friends, you know, like you said, we got millionaire entrepreneur friends and they're doing great. Is that what you want? Is that your ultimate vision? What you want for your life? Maybe you just want stability for your family. You want to have passive income. You want to be able to spend more time with them. What do you have to do to get to that? Instead of plastering on your wall, mud sauce will make a million dollars. Yeah, that's, it changes your focus when you're realistic about what is your why? Start with, you know, what is your why? Legacy. I want to build a legacy for my family. I want to make sure that my son, uh, it's not what I give him. It's what I put in him. I want him to be a good human being who doesn't struggle or have to grind and hustle <laughs> every day of his life like I had. Right. Um, yeah. What, do you, what are you doing every day? And that's, that's why I wake up with a different focus and a different attitude. And, and I work differently because... It's, it's not those big goals anymore. It's just, I just wanted to do something better today than the habits that I had before. Those of you listening, question, what are you doing today to better yourself? 
Charlinda, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I'm honored. I love you. You know I do. Big, love is real. Big, <laughs> Folks, that's all the time we have. Make sure you go check out muttsauce.com. Your taste buds will thank you. Uh, also got to give a shout out to our parent company, Heroes Media Group. Go over there. Check out all the podcast shows and other stuff that's going on over there. Go to heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.